0: Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network.
1: Here's the 3-2. Got him! Looking!
0: And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Roland and TJ Perry little blooper towards
1: second. And a reaching diving catch made by wow. Diego. Wow.
0: Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston tax resolution line at 405-329-9000.
1: Wait, he nope. blasts one to left. Hits deep. Track. Whoa. Gone. A grand slam. Tanner Trent. Tied in Norman. Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone. It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon. What a comeback.
0: Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and DJ Perry
1: going to drive, kick out to the corner, waiting Horford, three, got
2: another one man almighty where did that man, he did sell his soul to the devil this is one of the epic playoff performances of the
1: recent era for the Celtics being turned in by Al Horford tonight, trying to keep the Celtics afloat Brooks will take it to the front court, and lets it fly, banked it in at the buzzer, and the Grizzlies had another half court three, but it's too little, too late. The Warriors will win 101 to 98, and they take a three games to one lead in this best of seven.
2: For the fourth
1: time, Toby and TJ back with you. Hour two of the T Row in the Morning Show. Tuesday, May 10 is the date. Got Ryan Young coming up, bottom of the hour, from Soul Mission at OU. I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Ryan. Pretty cool guy. Got OTD coming up here in a bit as well. Uh, TJ, how about the Sooners jumping into some top 25s yesterday in college yeah, a baseball? A couple of them.
3: How about that? Yes. I think they're uh, deservingly so
1: after the weekend. I take two out of three from TCU on the road, and they're rewarded with. Uh, let's see here. They're at number 24 in Baseball America, number 24 in College Baseball Nation, and number 21 in Perfect Game. Um, number 32 right now in the RPI, according to Warren Nolan. So there you go. Hey, good time of year to be trending in this direction. Teach
3: absolutely catching people's attention and uh, getting on people's radar. So uh, very good time for that.
1: You know, one thing that, um, and we won't spend long here on baseball. I'll move on. One thing that uh, they had available this past weekend, and going forward, will be interesting to see how he fits in as Braden Carmichael. You know, they got one more midweek. Where I assume he'll pitch against Wichita State, but he's already started against him twice, so maybe not. But after that, it's you know postseason play. That'd be an interesting kind of new piece to the puzzle in the bullpen, if they want. And a, because he's a lefty, teacher, haven't had a lot of lefty help down there, and he's such a changeup, literally, from the other guys they bring out of that bullpen. You know, uh, left on left, who can throw. Uh, throws in the 70s some. So it would be interesting to see how they use Braden, I think, going forward.
3: I wonder if he'll throw that Wichita State game. I don't know that he will
1: for that reason. It's a Monday night. Maybe an inning or so. It kind of feels like a let's get everybody an inning.
3: Yeah, a lot of guys we don't use a lot. Get them some time out there and and throw them all together, see what we
1: got. That game's going to matter. But, I mean, they all matter but it's the least significant of the games left. Mm-hmm. I, I think where they finish in the Big 12 now is the determining factor on whether they get in or not. I mean, they're tied for third right now. They're sitting pretty. If they can stay upper half, or even I've been saying all along top five, I think they're getting into the dance. So these West Virginia and Texas Tech games are far and away the most important games left. You don't want to go lose to Wichita State on the road. It's going to hurt you a little bit, but it is a true road game. It's not going to help you a ton if you win it. Still, you want to win it. Don't get me wrong. You want to win it. Everything helps, but far and away the most important games they have left are these conference games. So that feels like a night where you go up there and try to get everybody an inning and hope that you can uh, hope that you can win it. It's going to be weird to play on a Monday night. Uh, anyway. I, uh, there's something that's uh, developing here, TJ, that I'm, I'm trying to, uh, in advance, prepare myself for. But I heard yesterday, um, I don't know what show I was listening to. Maybe it was The Rush. I think it was The Rush. I heard yesterday that now there are starting to be more and more predictions out there that Arch Manning will end up at Texas.
3: Yeah, it seems to be. It seems to be headed that way. Is what listening to what people have said.
1: This is going to be difficult for me, TJ.
3: Because of a Manning at Texas,
0: I, you, you don't have I to like
1: lo- Arch. I mean, no, I don't. But I love the Manning family. I I love everything about the Manning family. I love Peyton. I love Eli. I love Archie. I love Cooper. I think they're hilarious. I'm a, I, 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 I'm a big fan of the Manning family. But if we're going to have a situation in the near future where I'm going to see them all wearing Texas Longhorns hats or or Peyton on the sidelines doing hook 'em horns and things like, this is going to be a problem, TJ. Arch Manning can't go to Texas, not because I'm afraid he's going to be good and And it'll be bad news for Oklahoma. Archman, he can't go to Texas for my sake. I I don't think my heart can take it. He won't be there
3: long. So, I mean, just give him his year and then wait till he hits the portal. So, don't turn on him too much.
1: I mean, that's how it works now,
3: right? That's how it works. Well, a lot, yeah. I mean, he better be betting on the school and not the coach, because I can guarantee you the coach won't be there until he's done playing.
1: Oh boy. Well, I'm hoping it takes a turn here and he ends up somewhere else. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if if we see a sideline shot of Peyton Manning and he th- he throws up a hook 'em Ooh, horns at the I camera, forgot. I didn't think about that angle of it.
3: I don't, I, I might I don't cry. I might that. cry. I don't think you'll see that. He may be there to support uh, Arch, but he's not going to be, you know, throwing up a hook 'em horn sign or anything. Why not? Well, why would he? Like you, because he's Art. Because he's supporting his nephew. Well, you can support, you can support family and and your nephew, cousin, whoever it is, and not have to like buy into the university. Like you don't have to be flashing the horn sign or anything. I'm just worried about it, TJ. I'm worried about it. I mean, he could be what there in Tennessee, Tennessee gear. Texas... it would be pretty close to Texas gear. So, What
1: if he's wearing a Texas T-shirt or something, you know, or a Texas hat or, you know. I'm just telling you, I'm worried about this. Ah. Come on, Arch. Go somewhere else. Anywhere else. Anywhere else.
3: In Texas. Someone better get busy with a nice NIL deal to get him somewhere else. He doesn't need an NIL deal. That family's struggling right now. Peyton's having to work 10 jobs, him and Eli. Having I guess support we the have, whole
1: family. I guess we have found out some nuggets about the NFL schedule. The entirety of it to be released on Thursday night, correct?
3: Yeah, how about that? They had it done, and then t- Tom Brady comes back and they had to redo the whole schedule. For one man, was oh, that right? I didn't, yeah.
1: The redo of the whole thing. Oh, come on, NFL. Well, they put Catered
3: Tampa Bay on the junk broadcast, and then they're like, uh, "We got to restructure the whole thing because we need Tom in prime time in the big games."
1: Cater to that guy. Cater to that guy. Uh, what do we know so far? We know the Rams are playing on opening night. We don't know their opponent. We got a doubleheader on uh, week two on Monday night. None of our teams included. There's really nothing Colts or Cowboys related that we know so far other than the fact that Cowboys are playing They'll on Thanksgiving, Day we do already. So we found out who's playing in all the foreign games. Is that the right wording there? Interco- international the overseas games? games. International overseas games. games. Okay, I don't know what that was. We, we know who's playing the in all the overseas games.
3: games. Is that not the right <laughs> word? playing those foreign games. I'm yeah,
1: sorry if that, I don't know what I'm supposed to say there. Overseas, uh, week four, Vikings and Saints in London. Week five, Giants and Packers in London. Week eight, Broncos and Jags in London. Week 10, Seahawks and Bucks in Munich. Week 11, 49ers and Cardinals in Mexico City. Those are your international games this year. Uh, that's kind of oh we and we know that that uh, Monday night where the Amazon Prime game on uh, the Chargers and Chiefs are going to play on a Thursday in Week Two, on Amazon Prime, and then uh, the Monday night will be Titans and Bills, in Game One and Vikings and Eagles. At the same time, just on a different network, kind of they overlap, which is weird, Teach. You're going to have one game that starts at like six six fifteen on ESPN and another game that starts at 7.30 on ABC. Usually they're a, huh. it's a double header. Yeah, they stagger them. But this will be an overlap on two different networks. Isn't that interesting? Kind of weird. Yeah. So we find out the entirety of the NFL schedule on uh, Thursday night. Did you say, you? I, I think I heard you uh, say something about Ozark yesterday?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about, and I said it's not Ozark.
1: Are you watching the final episodes of Ozark, or have you completed it already? I have not completed it, but I'm watching them, yes. Okay, I am not yet. Okay. We decided to finish Better Call Saul before we started in on the final seven episodes, I think it is, of Ozark or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I ha- so don't say anything, okay? I, I
3: won't. I know there's a lot of people out there because I've almost caught a couple of spoilers like just accidentally reading stuff, and it's made me mad. So I'm trying to get finished so I don't get this thing ruined for me, but I, I won't say anything on air or, or ruin anything for you.
1: Thank you. Is I it only, good?
3: I only have maybe an episode and a half left to go, so I'm almost done. Is it good? I don't want
1: to ruin anything for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. don't tell me anything. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. But it's good, right? I don't even tell me. Don't, I think so,
3: but I don't like where some things are building. That's all I'll say. So, yeah. You're worried. I'm worried about the ending, yeah.
1: Have you watched uh, season 5 of Better Call Saul? Which one just started
3: airing this year? Is that 6 or is that 5? Uh,
1: I I'm I don't know. I'm watching on Netflix whatever just got the latest season that was put on Netflix, which okay, that's the last season, but maybe not. No, that's that's the. There's another season. There's
3: another season that just started airing, that's not on Netflix yet, and I'm about two episodes in on that one.
1: So you've already seen all of the season I'm watching right now. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yep. Look at you, man. Okay. It's a good show. The for, the cinematography, I guess you oh. call it, is unbelievable. It's great. The, Whole opening sequence of last the episode we watched last night is an ant eating ice cream, yes. and I was transfixed. <laughs> it's like they had 17 cameras on this ant eating ice cream, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen.
3: There's a scene like that know. in the next season, too, where they focus in on something, and you're like, I would have never have cared about that, but I can't take my eyes off of it, so... He's, Who he's thinks brilliant. of that? He's brilliant with it.
1: And then how do they even set it up? You know, how do they set something like, it's unbelievable what they Trained do. Trained actor ants. They're out there. Oh. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Maybe there are people in ant costumes and that's just a huge ice cream cone. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> All right, we need a break. We'll hit some of your texts when we come back. Don't forget, Ryan Young coming up live from Soul Mission, bottom of this hour. We'll be back.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108
3: T-Row in the Morning Show, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show on the ref. Home of the $8.99 listing feed, Terry Saxon has lost his mind. He does not like the money for himself. He wants to give it back to you, Hmm. but still do great work for you. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. He's like that uh, guy that takes less on a contract because he's a team guy. That's Terry Stacks. Yeah, yeah. That's Terry Stacks. I like that. Yeah. I like those guys. Um, Air Comfort Solution text line. If you combine the Rangers and Reds wins, there are nine teams that would still have more wins. Hey, why
1: don't don't you all shut up, okay? Hey, our team stink. We're having some fun with it. Calm down.
3: I'm looking at this right now. That would be 17 wins. Yeah, that's probably right. There probably are that many. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. All right, Who's shut up! up! Texas?
1: Is it a Cardinal fan? It's got to be a Cardinal it's gotta fan. It's got to be. It's got to be. They're the worst.
3: Um, Let's see here. Wasn't Roy Williams the original cheetah?
1: <laughs> I've never heard his position called a cheetah before. No. But it does sound like that is the idea. Safety linebacker, a hybrid. Yeah, yeah that's, somebody, somebody just like, recently made that up. I think Brent made it up. well maybe. Uh, yeah. Our, that happens, though, like, um, so we'll get the too deep from the opponent the week of a game, and, you know, different teams have different things. It's always on defense, and they apply, you know, funky names to them. And I'll have to shoot Teddy a text and say, what's this mean? Like, where do I put this guy, you know? It's the, you got the defensive line, you got the linebackers, you got the corners, you got the safeties, and the alligators. I'm like, what? And then here's the the robbers or the cheetahs. Gaffer number the, 22. He's the blender. Abraham Lincolns. These guys play in the Abraham Lincolns positions. And I'll be like, Teddy, where do I put these guys? Where where do the Abraham Lincolns go? And he'll be like, oh, that's a... Uh, that's a rush end or whatever. That's a sixth that's a dime package that they're bringing in the Abraham Lincolns on.
3: <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's.
1: Everybody's got some like one off on defense that they call some special position that they have. And we got a cheetah now. So how about that? Uh
3: let's see here. Uh Archie went to Peyton's games and never wore Tennessee gear, but he wore Ole Miss gear to Eli's games. That's what I'm saying I don't All think right. I don't think Peyton's gonna be throwing on Texas gear. Like I said, it'll look similar, but it'll be Tennessee gear. Uh, Toby, nobody should like everything about anybody. If Arch goes to Texas, that will give you something about the Mannings to not like.
1: What? Now why? Is why that, should? Why is that true?
3: I'm trying that to think sounds like true. a pretty
1: miserable person, right there. Like, you should find something, something I don't about, like everyone about everyone not to like. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Um, I'm trying to think in my head. I think it's true though.
1: Um, I don't know me. if there's
3: anyone in my life that I like everything about them. There's nothing I don't like about Chris Plank. <laughs> That's not true. It isn't? No. He's got way more national championship rings
1: than you. And you said you don't like that. I like don't that. that. No, I didn't. I've never said that. <laughs> There's nothing I don't like about Brent Venables.
3: Ooh, that uh-huh. might be a good one. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that might be a good one. I don't know of anything that I dislike
1: about Brent yet. There's nothing I don't like about my wife, TJ. That's not and true. You, you that just is just not said, true. You have just openly admitted that there is something you don't like about your wife. Oh, I'm sure there so is. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but
3: I'm sure there's things about love, uh, me that she doesn't like, and I'm fine with that. I
1: love everything about my wife.
3: No, I I know one thing you don't like about your wife. She doesn't let you eat meatloaf at home.
1: That's true. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. yeah, you got me there.
3: <laughs> I can imagine Arch on the cover of Sports Illustrated's college football uh, preview with the cover story title "Why Texas Football Is Back."
1: I mean, it would bring tremendous fun to, even more fun to the rivalry, if a guy of that profile is playing on the other side of the red river showdown so that part of it would be fun i'm just telling you i know my heart and seeing the the idea that it's possible to see peyton manning supporting texas in any way would just be soul crushing to me you guys can make fun of it if you want i'm telling you i know my heart but it's
3: possible that Arch goes there and you never see Peyton at a Texas game, ever.
1: What if Dirk Nowitzki rolls out in Texas gear, hook 'em horns, on the sidelines of a Texas game? Or why would he do that? Well, I there's no re I'm just telling you, like someone you love but, and revere your whole Arch life. Arch has nothing to do with Peyton. You could still love Peyton
3: and completely separate the two. You're not
1: understanding me. (laughs) I'm not here to tell you I'm going to cheer for Arch. I'm not. If he wears a Texas Longhorn jersey, I'm not. I'm worried about Peyton. Peyton's not going to show up at his games. Of course he is. Maybe one.
3: Senior night? Maybe his first game? That might be it. Why? Why would he be at a lot of Arch's games? It's his nephew. Okay, but he's busy. like. There's other... Former players that their nephew plays high-level football, that they're not showing up to every game. I'm saying he may show up for the first one and maybe the last one or maybe a national title game if Arch was that good. <laughs> what am I saying? He's not getting Texas to a national title game. Well, listen, you see I what know what I'm saying?
1: No, I don't. I think, you're, I think you're wrong. I think that he'll show up at a lot of games, but if he only goes to one game a year, guess which game it's going to be? Okay, well, he's been to that game anyway, regardless of who the quarterback was. Right, but was. His, his nephew didn't play for Texas.
3: You're, it bothers you, you know Peyton will be cheering even from a distance. Yes! Well, like I said, just put up with it for the one year, then the portal happens, and you don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: It sounds so easy for you. <laughs>
3: I'm not. I'm not the one worried about uh, Peyton. Manning. There's not a quarterback that would do that for me. There's not an NFL player that would. I just said Dirk Nowitzki, right? So if Dirk Nowitzki's nephew went and played for Texas, and Dirk put on a, a Texas jersey to support him, it would not bother me at
1: all, because yeah. you're because you in your heart love Texas. That's why. That's not true. Mr. It's Whataburger, because is a Dallas Maverick
3: and is just cheering on a family member. What do I care if he's cheering on a family member?
1: You're a liar right What now.
3: if my kid, what if Bronx is mm-hmm. good enough to play college ball and goes and plays at Texas?
1: That would hurt my heart. <laughs> that should bother you more than Peyton Manning. Well, it probably would, but I'm not there yet. We're not talking <laughs> about Bronx being recruited by Texas. You don't know who's been in our living room. If Bronx went to play baseball at Texas, I would love him and support him and cheer for him every game except for when they played OU. Even when they played OU, I would probably hope he got some non consequential hits. <laughs> but seeing you in Texas gear would be like a dagger to the soul. <laughs> Like here's TJ before the game. Hey man, I just thought he'd come say hi, wearing your Texas hat and your burnt orange short shirt, your your button up or your creased khaki slacks and your cowboy hat.
3: Look, I don't think he's going to Texas. I'm just saying, you know, there are there are situations that would probably bother you more than
1: worked myself into a friend. Peyton,
3: Peyton being at a Texas game watching Arch play when he probably won't even be in Texas gear. You'll be all right. You'll be all right.
1: There's a like a crystal ball out there that he might go to Texas, and look yes. what it's already doing to me. It's <laughs> trying to help you here. He hasn't he hasn't committed or anything. It's just like a crystal ball from some but recruiting den. Poop. Texas that's, has been, it's been out there for, him for a, like me. a
3: year now. Like
1: they I in never the thought there was any any possibility he'd actually well, choose the place.
3: All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Blame
1: Jeff, Jeff Lebby. Levy. He might go there, and I'm going to have to watch the Mannings cheer for Texas, and you're telling me it's not a big deal. I'm telling you, it's a big deal. Take a break. Ryan Young (laughs) joins us live next from Soul Mission. i got to lay down. Be back. The Ref
0: Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: Look at you, Tej nice welcome back it is uh 7 36 on a tuesday morning and it is our pleasure to be joined now by ryan young senior director of soul mission ryan good morning how are you today
2: man i am great toby how are you i'm
1: good i'm good thanks for doing this for us i appreciate it
2: man thanks for having me you know I, i'm honored anytime that uh, Sooner Nation, anyone in Sooner Nation invites me out to uh, share the soul story and and get to know, uh, you know, the Sooner Nation and talk about the Sooner Nation. My experience has been, so I'm honored, bro.
1: You know, um, I I think we all are more familiar with uh, your coworkers there at Soul Mission because of their playing days at OU, Curtis and Josh and Caleb but I was eager to have you on so that folks could get to know you. I've gotten to know you just a little bit from being around the office the last couple of weeks, but uh, eager for Sooner Nation to get to meet you as well. So give us your background a little bit and what the connection is with Brent Venables that led you to OU.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll start, I guess, with the connection first, and that is Kansas State University. Uh, Coach Venables was... Uh, a player, obviously, at Kansas State, but when I arrived, uh, he was a GA in and, and 94, and by the time that I left in 98, we left at the same time. Uh, I went to the NFL. He came here to uh, Norman for his first uh, coaching stint at OU. Um, by the time we left, he was defensive coordinator or co-coordinator, and uh, we were the number one team in the nation, and, and really... Uh, had a a, a a lot of success together, but cut from the same cloth, and that is the influence of, of, of Bill Snyder and everything that he poured into the Kansas State program.
1: Uh, and what, what happened with you after the NFL days? Where did your career take you that led you to here?
2: Yeah, so after the uh, NFL, um, really, I guess my testimony is what led me to this um, – I guess, this, this line of work being a part of the sole mission, man, um, became a statistic. Like many retired NFL athletes, you know, um, the statistics that say that after three years of retirement, uh, NFL players experienced, you know, uh, severe depression, uh, divorce, uh, even some financial struggles. And that was my story. And so I hit rock bottom personally, just trying to find myself after an abbreviated NFL career. I wanted to play for at least 10 Play five, a hip the knee injury, you know, uh, forced me out of the game. And so I left the game wondering, you know, who am I and, and what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And so it was in that process that uh, really it was my faith that uh, when I hit rock bottom uh, brought me back up. And, uh, man, my relationship uh, with um, with uh, my Christian faith is what brought me out, some counseling and mental wellness counseling. Uh, I wanted to do the same for other players that were exiting the NFL. And even I noticed players exiting the uh, NCAA. I uh, had a great relationship with one of our coaches, Jay Valai, back when he left Wisconsin. And so, um, man, we were doing soul missions back then. And uh, over the past, I guess, 15 years or so of my life, man, I've been a mentor. Uh, I've, served, I've worked as a pastor. Um, but I, I've been a sports chaplain, a character coach, and all of those moments and all of that, Uh, led to me being invited to help contribute to Coach Venables' vision with Soul Mission.
1: I think uh, TJ's even got a little uh, sports radio background mixed in there, too. So he's been able to overcome that as well and uh, go on on. to greater things. Um, Okay, tell me about the phone call when Brent reaches out to you and tries to explain to you this Soul Mission thing.
2: Well, I saw it from afar at Clemson. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, every organization or almost every organization, especially at Power 5 schools, had player development. And so uh, I knew a little bit about um, uh, what was going on at Clemson, and so I thought, man, this has got to be. I know, you know, Coach Venables and and his passion, and and I've watched him grow from the time that he was a GA, defensive coordinator, uh, to the, the coach and the man that he is today. And so when we connected Uh, It was really an invite up to Norman out of the blue. It was a Friday. He said, hey, can you be here tomorrow? And I said, yeah, I'll be there. So I drove up from Fort Worth, and when I sat on the couch with Coach Venables and he told me about Soul Mission, I told you it aligned with how I believe player development could be done and should be done. Now, I didn't dream of, you know, the the staff that we have, but just the concepts and the principles and all the things that uh, are important to uh, this mission and Coach Venables' vision, man, I was sold within 30 minutes of, of sitting down with them.
1: So, explain to our listeners what exactly, in your mind, Soul Mission is, and already have you seen it make an impact on the football program?
2: Yeah, man. Um, I, you know, Soul Mission, and, and if, if you heard Coach Venables talk about it, I, I think at the heart of the mission is the holistic development of student athletes. You know, I think even he himself has talked about uh, the ways that he was mentored and groomed as an athlete, but still that relational component uh, where uh, the people that were responsible for his growth and development uh, just never really connected with him relationally, right? Because in relationship is where a lot of growth happens. When you trust people, when there's uh, life done together, right? You begin to uh, organically, um, uh, you know, take on. The, the positive things and, and all the the wisdom that people who uh, uh, steward your lives are or, or called to steward your life as a student athlete, you begin to take on their personality, their character traits. And so, uh, as you know as a coach, I think Coach Venable saw and sees a need for that to be done. And so our coaches do a great job, but uh, Soul mission, we are there as an adjunct piece, right? Uh, we, we step into those spaces. And, and we walk alongside of our coaching staff, alongside of Coach Venable's, and we do life with our athletes, right? We, um, you know, obviously there's uh, four different components to the mission that are very practical. But when we talk about uh, the root of, of these young athletes' lives, and that is where Soul Mission we 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 get into that dirt, we get into that soil, and we nurture that root as a team.
1: Talking to Ryan Young, Senior Director of Soul Mission, give me some examples of some of the things you you help young men with
2: yeah so so far man um I, I a community service and again uh nothing that i say today uh, is a knock against the, uh, the previous coaching staff um uh, man obviously there was something that was that was great um that they did they went 11-2 and last year um the, um, the the program itself, the OU program, I'm just blown away every day I walk into the building and I walk down that corridor and you see just the legacy of, of winning and, and and championships and, and the, the special players that poured into this place. But for us, when we came in, I'll use community service as an example, uh, there were zero recorded hours of community service. Uh, that does not mean that the players weren't engaged in community service, but there were zero recorded hours. And so... Uh, we came in in February, and then immediately uh, one of the pillars of Soul Mission is community service, and so we had a major team outing with Art with the Heart in OKC. Uh, we had probably uh, 70%, 60 to 70% of the team come. We had our, our, our almost our entire coaching staff go, and the folks at Art with the Heart were blown away. They said that, hey, OU has come, OU football has come in the past, but we've never had a player and coach turn out like this. And so then you go on down and you continue to look at the community service that uh, our, our program has produced. Man, we are, are leading um, the, the locker rooms at OU um, this fall, right? And we're only talking about three months of work. I know we have a large roster, but what we're seeing is outside the team events, we're seeing our players step out into the community and choose organizations that they want to work with. And, and I'm seeing players go out. A little bit reluctant, but, hey, I'm going to trust the system. I'm going to trust the process. They go out and uh, they work with elementary schools. We had a young man who worked with a local elementary school last week, and I said, hey, man, you need to get some community service hours. Uh, This is a speaking opportunity. He said, Ryan, I'm I'm not a great speaker, man. I don't know if I want to speak to kids. And so I said, how about this? How about I find another player that is, and you go with him and, and you guys do this together, speak to this class and spend some time with these kids. And when you get done, let me know how it worked out. And man, I was in the weight room on one end, he walked into the weight room on the other and he sprinted across the turf to tell me about how much fun he had and how it impacted his life. And I saw a young man who was shy and, and a little bit intimidated by the process, come back, just lit up, ready to go back out again and and do, do the same. And so, man, um, you go down our community service, our career development, you know our uh, our life skills, and you go down any pillar of soul mission, and you see you're, we're seeing athletes be transformed and change from the inside out.
1: Yeah, I like that you mentioned that briefly, but each of the four of you yourself, Caleb, uh, jo- Caleb, uh, uh, Kelly, Josh, Norman, and Curtis Lofton each have kind of a different focus, correct?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Caleb Kelly. The youngest, and and, uh, Caleb and I were out uh, yesterday uh, speaking to the Norman Chamber of Commerce Commerce leadership team, and uh, Caleb mentions it all the time, but the youngest on the team is the director of career development. But when you really get down and you see Caleb's gifts and talents, his his, uh, journey, I see why Coach Venables had this vision to put Caleb in that position. But Caleb leads our career development, Curtis Loftin is over life skills and Curtis is really creating some uh, creative programming for the summer and the fall and and other months to come. But, uh, you know, he's just had a wealth of life lived at OU and in the NFL, and now he's sharing it with uh, the Soul Mission and our locker room. And then Josh Norman is over community service and also former player engagement. And uh, Josh is in the process right now of wrapping up uh, the completion of our sole service trip. We're going to travel uh, here in the United States. We're taking about 26 guys uh, to uh, Miami, Florida. We're going to serve an under-resourced uh, elementary school, do, doing some paintings and, and making some improvements on the building, uh, mentoring kids. Uh, and, and I think even we're going to do some swim lessons with some of the kids. And so we we set out Sunday for that week-long uh, service trip. And then our former player engagement. I think if you were at the spring game and and you saw that moment where coach Venables invited those 200 over 250 former players to the middle of the field, um, I was told that was the largest turnout of, of former players at any moment in OU's history. And, uh, that was a special moment. It was a special weekend to see all those guys be celebrated. And, honored.
1: last question. We'll get you out of here, Ryan. Um, yeah. I I like everything you had to say about soul mission. You, you are watching this football program from the inside in its infancy stages under Brent Venables as its head coach. What's your general I hadn't played a football game yet and won't for months, yeah. but what's your general impression of how it's going so far and, and Brent Venables as, as its leader.
2: Do you mind if I give you a little bit of, uh, uh, that viewpoint from a, uh, former opponent through Kansas state to what I'm seeing today. You mind if I, if I share that with you? Yeah, please. Yeah. So back in in the nineties, when we played uh, coach Snyder would bring us in and he would always say, Hey, listen, um, this is a talented team and we would look at the OU program. I think it was under coach John Blake at the time and they were stacked. I mean, they would send a ton of guys to the NFL every year. And these teams were stacked And, and we just didn't, have the same recruits that OU had, but Coach Snyder would always say to us, "Hey, hang in there. The first two quarters, they're going to play with you, and then they will make a mistake to beat themselves." And that was the way we played. That was our game plan. We always just hung tight. We never panicked. We were a consistent uh, team when it came to uh, the things that we did in regards to just being disciplined and and you know decreasing the things or or avoiding the things that that would cause us to beat ourselves. And OU would always beat themselves, and so. Um, and I don't know what the past few years have been like since that time, but I see Coach Venables taking that same approach with our team. And, man, he is so great at just coaching the little things. Man, I love watching him coach on the field. Not one thing gets by him, a guy running off the field, uh, an attitude on the sideline. I'm not saying he catches everything, but he's so on top of everything, and he coaches the little things that won't get you beat. And so when you look at like a talented locker room, And, and, you know, talented athletes, man, you just have to wonder, like, man, if if we don't beat ourselves, then, you know, what's the potential here? And I'm not, you know, making any, you know, um, I'm not going to make any, you know, um, I'm not going to make any, uh, you know, winning uh, projections, but it's just hard to look at when you're doing the little things and you keep the main things the main things. Like, how do you lose, right? And so that's what I'm looking at, man, and I'm I'm super excited for these guys in our locker room, man, because our our coaches are working hard, and Coach Venables is is setting a culture that, um, just a culture that we won't beat ourselves.
1: Ryan Young, Senior Director of Soul Mission. Thanks for coming on, man. It's great to have you a part of the Sooner Football Program. It was great to meet you, and I, I can't wait to work with you in the future.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There you go.
1: Good stuff there. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's it is the unique element right now that Brent Venables has brought that is making a lot of people go, "Wait, what's that? What's that?" I know you know offensive and defensive philosophies and schemes and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got their own angle on it, but what's that thing? What's that sole mission thing? And I think it's going to be a major recruiting chip for them as well going forward. We'll be back. T-Row and TJ.
0: Yeah, these guys smell great.
1: I warned you. (laughs) There would be an odor.
0: The T-Row in the morning show on the home of Sooner fans.
3: T-Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Home of the $8.99 listing fee. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. A short segment here. A couple of texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. is it
1: Arch Manning just Chris Sims part two? Yes. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Not the point, though. I had no affinity for Phil Sims. I I think, I I will say this. There is a lot of built-in, Arch Manning's going to fail, like, What's the evidence of that?
3: No, I don't know if that's true. I, I wouldn't say that. I don't know if the kid's going to be well, the well, best I mean, that, of all time,
1: you know. That question just kind of alluded to it, right? Well, he's not coming to OU. This guy's just going to fail. Maybe there is a lot of hype around the kid, but, I mean, the Mannings are batting a pretty high percentage of churning out quarterbacks right now. So, there's a chance the
3: kid wins the Heisman Trophy. Well, you got to have a dud eventually, right? I guess that's the thinking there. Can't keep having Hall of Fame NFL quarterbacks being produced in that family.
1: I suppose. Man, it is a lot of pressure, though, for the kid, isn't it? It's a lot. It's a lot. All right, 8 o'clock, OTD coming up next hour.